Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swagging Jack in some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. time it is when you hear that music, don't you? Ah, uh, yes. Time to talk some football, and no, it's not. A live look at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, <laughs> as the Crimson Tide prepare to take on on the, the Notre Auburn Dame Irish, basically. Or the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, they as you know, they took on Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl, which was in Arlington, Texas, because California is not letting fans to the stadiums. Well, I will say one positive. Notre Dame covered the spread. Mm-hmm. They were a basically Alabama was a twenty, let's say a twenty point favorite. Yeah, there was some that said eighteen and a half or eighteen in the hook, which would have been nineteen or nineteen in the half or nineteen in the when hook. I, would when be I when twenty, well, when I well, they I were down by twenty four though. Yeah, well, I think on Thursday when I looked at the Action Network, it was twenty. Okay, so I just basically went off of that. Your thoughts? Well, you thought that it was going to be a stanky leg alert. I mean, I, I was I was thinking that. The Notre Dame was going to get boat raced. <laughs> boat raced. Another new term for you. What is boat raced? <laughs> Basically. They just got, wouldn't it be, you thought Alabama was going to put bus lengths on them, basically, <sighs> as far as racing. Like, that's a, a, a blowout, basically. Yeah, but, it, it, but what is boat race, though? I've never heard that. <laughs> Basically, you put, make that up? put them both in a boat, put them both in their own boat, and Alabama's in a... A cigarette boat. A, a speed boat, boat. And, uh, and... Someone's in a tugboat. <laughs> hey, I'll go with that. Yeah, keep going. So, it ended up being more of the slow bludgeoning. <laughs> I, I thought Notre Dame made it... I think Brian Kelly was right. I mean, he, he, they made it competitive. because I mean, last time, you know... Monte Teo and them, they played against Alabama on national television. It was just, you, it was really a bludgeoning thing. I mean, they mean, they got hit with the pipe in the library by Alabama on a game of Clue. I mean, they just got beat up. But this game, at least, Notre Dame came out with a game plan. I mean, let's face it, it's just too many horses in the stable for Alabama. But at least Notre Dame just didn't get really just pounded. Auburn didn't look looked horrible against Northwestern. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you saw why they ended up whacking Gus Malzahn. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think the real surprise for me in the um, for in the Rose Bowl was that Alabama did most of their damage through the air. Mac Jones, four touchdown passes, three of them to the slim reaper, Devontae Smith. He is a slim dude. His They have to put big pads on him. You notice that? A lot of the bigger dudes wear the smaller pads. Like almost like McCaffrey pads, the dad, not Christian McCaffrey. Ed, Ed, yeah, he wore small small pads as a player. I think Elman wears small pads as well. But if you look at Smith, his pads are huge, unless he's just a really small, frail guy. But I think they got him listed like he at least weighs at least one eighty. Let me look that up. Uh, yeah, I'm going. But he's a- this is Devonte Smith, right? Yes, Devonte Smith, and he may he may have uh sewed up the Heisman Trophy with you that think performance. So? Well, they're, they're- 
They're saying he could very well be the first wide receiver to win the Heisman since Desmond Howard. He's six one, one hundred and seventy four pounds. He, yeah, he is not. He's not really that big. But and I and I wouldn't say he's one seventy four. I, I think he's in the one sixty eight, one sixty four range because he is small. He's a small guy. Yeah. But uh, so that was that one. Mm-hmm. What did you think of? Old State and Clemson and Dabo running that mouth. All right, I think we need to cue up the life lesson music okay, real we'll, quick. We'll cue, cue this up because I, I want to hear. I want to hear this one from you. Go ahead. Now I got the. I got. Let's see here. The music. Here we go. There we go. Ah uh, yes, it's time for another happy little life lesson here on AFR. I remember back a few years ago. That Nick Saban once talked some crap about Ohio State not playing anybody and they were in the college football playoff and Alabama had to play them in New Orleans. And this is in the Sugar Bowl nonetheless. And Ohio State ended up winning. Mm -hmm. Uh, 49-42. And of course, you would have thought that that information would have gotten to Dabo Swinney. Which, by the way, Dabo played for the Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> yeah. But he decided, I'm going to rank Ohio State 11th in my poll because they didn't play enough games. Dabo, why are you trying to give your competition bulletin board material? If you just... I mean, I know he he wanted to rank them fifth, okay, but just don't, but don't go drop them down to eleven and giving them, and get and give them ammunition, because if you if you if you go and get Ohio State all pissed off, you're asking to get your ass kicked, and it, the, the ass got kicked. Uh, yeah. By the way, on ESPN, uh, Matt, they have a Matt Campbell in a story about no longer a laughing stock. How Matt Campbell turned around an Iowa State team. Now he's really he don't run his mouth like Dabble. Oh uh, no. So this is life lesson number six one four. Never give your opponent bulletin board material. I see what you did there, Frank. You went in there and you used the area code of Columbus. Well, gotcha. Uh, but I mean, it's been. I mean, how many times have I seen this? We see it now. Heck, I saw it better than a year ago when uh, when SMCC was on their state championship run, and of course they had a coach that said, "We're going to break the T because SMCC runs the T offense," and the T got broke off to the tune of forty some lumps of sugar. That's how many. In a beatdown, mm-hmm. and then of course Montrose. I I think I shared this story before. They played Montrose the following week, mm-hmm. and Montrose decides to show up wearing Catholics versus convicts shirts, yeah. which they swagger jacked, mm-hmm. mind you. True, you know, and from Notre Dame and Miami. Yeah, and, uh, and of course they even wrote on the, some of the signs that were outside of Navarre Field, hold Rams instead of Falcons, and they. It was so, and I and I remember saying this to uh, one of the SMCC parents. I said, if they would have bothered to do their homework, they would see that a the Catholics won that game in 1988. That was a controversial game, though. Controversial <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, catch no catch. But I I digress. So, and b come up with your own shtick. And also, uh, 
And it's not a good look to refer to yourself as the convicts. Yeah, that is true. Now, looking at that as you gave us that life lesson, Justin Fields had six touchdowns, one interception, 385 yards on 22 of 28, a QBR of 99. Trevor Lawrence, who's predicted to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, went 33 of 48 for 400 yards, two touchdowns and one interception and three fumbles. And I think one of them was recovered by the Buckeyes. Uh, Yeah, it would have been recovered by uh, Justin Hilliard. Yes. So now we have Buckeyes and Alabama. What do you think? What say ye, as you like to say? You know, Alabama's a seven-point favorite in this one, and as much as... Uh, let's, I, let's, let's, let's let people know what the seven-point favorite means, that Alabama has to win by seven points or more. Yeah. So if you uh, bet I mean, for Ohio State or you bet against the spread, you win, right? I do know that Jared Jansen is hitting that Buckeye money line. <laughs> okay. Go keep going. So, I mean, my thoughts kind of going in, going into this one are kind of the same as I had when Ohio State played Alabama the last time in the semifinals. It was, you know, I think Bama's going to win this, but Ohio, but I'd be crazy to think Ohio State doesn't at least have a shot. So, I, mean, I, I believe th- they have a shot, yes. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, this because I mean, the, the, I mean, this Alabama team's got talent, but I don't think this is one of the. Um, this isn't one of the. This isn't your vintage Alabama defense. I mean, because they. I mean, because they're, they're they got running backs jumping over people. I know. I mean, not Najee Harris is a probably gonna, is may end up being the first running back taken in the NFL draft. He could look nice in a Bears jersey, but we're not going to be up that high. <laughs> Yeah, who knows where they'll take him. Mm-hmm. But but also, I think Justin Fields has shown that, I mean, as David mentioned in our group chat, said, I guess Justin Fields heard me about how say he was like a poor man's version of Kyler Murray, just a glorified running back who could throw. And Oh, he he made he basically shut David Ma- Harris's mouth. He said, shut your mouth. He, I mean, he, he was making a lot of NFL caliber throws last night. He was. So, have so, to give, give a tip of the hat to him. So what's your prediction? I I haven't really had time to make much for a prediction on this one. I'll have to do that next week. Okay. So now I'll ask you this: Tell us about your college prop bets. And you know, you just mentioned Jared is going to probably hit that Buckeye money line, like Johnny Manziel hit the money line. <laughs> what do you got? What well, are some of your prop bets? Because you know, well, this is a little this is a little uh, friendly competition I did between uh, Kent Goldsmith and uh, Kenny G. Yeah, and uh, Tom Jensen, who works at the car lot with him. Don, I will tell you this. It, it's f- funny because I always see a segment called Bad Beats and about how teams don't meet the spread of the over-under. But tell me about this. We're not swaggerjacking. We just, this is what Frank well, does. Here, well, so I took some, some, of the, uh, uh, to- some of the stuff from the Action Network. Rose Bowl over-under, 66 and a half. Mm-hmm. You took that action? Uh I kind of ended up taking the under in that one. He won. He won that one. Mm, good job, Kenny G. Uh, let's see. Tom took the over in the Sugar Bowl, which so was 66 and a half. Rose Bowl first half total over under 34. If you hit the under in that one, you were a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. First half over in the Sugar Bowl was thirty over 33. Devontae Smith recept. Now, a lot, some of these I kind of... 
pull put together myself. I just based it off like their a, their averages per game with receptions and stuff like that. There you are with them numbers. Yeah, so I set the I set my over under for Devontae Smith receptions at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. So you end up with seven. So if you took the under there, you win. You know, did have three touchdown catches. Wow. Yeah. Does it does the prop bets make the game more interesting? Because I think back it in the does. day, back in the day, it was just like it was just over unders and who won. But now that you put prop bets in, there, that's kind of like an old bar thing. You know, when you I don't know how many times you go to the bar, but I know back in the day before they kind of did prop bets, guys would put a little money on the table and be like, I bet you he catches the next pass, or I bet you he gets two catches in this quarter, and you have it on there, and it just makes you more in tune with the game. Is that the sense with you? It keeps you more in tune with the game when you put the prop bets. Oh yeah, I think it means you got to pay a lot closer attention to stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, makes it I don't know more pay attention, but more entertaining. Yeah, and then I also had Kyron Williams, running back from Notre Dame, combined offensive touches, which mm-hmm. means carries and receptions. I set the over under at eighteen and a half. I kind of base that off of how many times he would touch the ball on average per game. He ended up with uh, sixteen. He ended up with twenty four touches. He had sixteen carries. He carried the ball 16 times, and he caught eight passes. So mm-hmm. he took the over on that. That's a winner. This one I had to throw out. I had Trey Sermon and Master Teague touchdowns. I Master threw- Teague? Yeah. That's his name? That's the running back from Ohio State. He yeah. he was out because of a concussion. His name is Master? Yeah, Master Teague the third. Hmm, I I, not- it's almost like Master P. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize he, I don't that. know if he makes you say, uh. <laughs> right. Master Teague is not on here for running for rushing. Well, yeah, because he was out. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I found that out before kickoff, so mm-hmm. that's one I had to throw out. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence touchdown passes over under two and a half. Mm-hmm. He ended up with two, so if you took the under, you're a winner. More now, this one I just kind of did like who does more, more more touchdowns. Najee Harris or Travis Etienne? Mm-hmm. Etienne obviously had. Uh, he ended up rushing for a touchdown. But uh, Najee Harris, I was surprised, didn't get in the end zone at all. <laughs> the Master Teague is 5'11", 225, out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Master Teague the third. <laughs> so his dad, so I guess his his dad and grandfather are both Master, named Master Teague. Uh, inter- interesting. Okay, keep going. And then the last one I had was who would have more touchdown passes between Justin Fields or Mac Jones? And I saw that Mac Jones had four. I'm like, eh, okay, I guess he's gonna, I guess he'll get this one. Then Justin Fields comes up and says, "Hold my beer and watch this." Yeah, it was really an interesting. I I I, I kind of feel bad. I, I, Ohio State. I wanted to see them beat Clemson because they they really got disrespected by Dabo. But then again, though, we also know about obnoxious Ohio State fans, and I kind of want to see them get humbled. A little humble pie from the great Nick Saban. Kind of. <laughs> you know, I'm from the state of Ohio. I like to root for him sometimes. But sometimes the fans just know when you want to root for Ohio State. I don't know. That's just me. But then again, I'm a Florida fan, so I'm used to winning a couple national championships. But lately, though, we've been looking. Bleh. Bleh. Yeah. Especially in bowl games. Which brings my last topic here, and then we'll get out of it, and then we'll go to the NFL pick them. Uh, playoff. I think the bowl games need to be eradicated. This year proved that nobody cares about it. You saw a brawl after the what the Mississippi State Tulsa game. And Mississippi State was three and seven. How do they get in a bowl game? Well, that well, it was this year and this year only said because mm. of COVID, we're going to make everybody bowl eligible. Mm. Which uh, 
I one one year only. Just don't do that again. No, and, they need to get rid of the bowls. They're, they're they're pointless. You got got like Florida. They lost three of their best receivers, and Kyle Trask looked like trash. I mean, because he didn't have any receivers. That's just like with the Browns on on pro football. When you lose your top receivers, you don't have any continuity with the quarterback. Come on. The bowl games need to be gone. They need to do a 32-team playoff or a 25-team playoff, whatever that playoff they have for it, and go from there. It is stupid. Nobody watches the bowl games. Nobody knows when certain bowl games are on. The problem with that is, I say this about college football and high school, the cream always rises to the top, but there isn't that much cream to begin with. I'd rather see that than it's... The f- same four teams are always in the playoff. And then people talk about how the NBA is rigged. But Alabama and Clemson are always in the playoff. Well, it's usually Alabama, Crimson, or, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then there's like a fourth that's just, you know. A sacrificial a, lamb. A sacrificial lamb. That always rotates. But they need, they just need, like I said, I think the bowl games are just a waste of time. I, I, I hated watching them this year. They're dumb. I mean, and I have, but and I have been on the bus says right. I hate the flea bag yeah, bowls. No more uh, flea bag bowls. But again, but until, but I don't think you can expand this playoff until somebody else can get in and keep Alabama and Clemson out. There's got to be some parity first. Well, then you can go and expand it. Like we talked earlier, the conference championship games don't matter either because Alabama could be number one and lose, then get to the championship game, get another loss, but they're still in the playoff. That's like, come when on. When have we had a two-loss team in the playoff? Huh? When have we had a two-loss team? Didn't Georgia have two losses and won the national nope. championship? Not, uh, somebody had two losses in the playoff. Uh, no, there has there has to have been because I know there was a nope. Now has not who's zero won two it. lost teams. Okay, let's see here. No, there has not been a single two lost team that has gotten in. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Because I know one, there was one time where David the man got here and said Ohio State can lose four games and still get in. Uh, four? He, no, no. Yeah, that that will never happen. Right, no, no, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, once you expand it, then you're kind of opening thing, open it up for for three lost teams to get okay. in and get destroyed. Well, let's put it this way, Frank: How many teams have qualified for the playoff? Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU, Georgia, Michigan State. No, no, Michigan State did one year. Nope. Yeah, they did. Nope. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. 2015. Nope. Appearances by teams. There's only been Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Oregon, Georgia. Oh, you're and- talking. Oh, you're talking national championship. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. I. I thought you said uh, had teams that had made the playoff. No, it says here appearances by the teams. That have been in the actual playoff. It's been Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, That's teams Oregon, that have made that have actually Georgia. gotten to the championship game. I'm talking about like the 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 four team playoff, the teams uh, that qualified. Okay, that's what that's what I was getting at. My right. Keep going though. I, like I said, it's it's the same old teams. Well, it's and it's going to be that way until somebody defeats them or keeps them out. Ah, okay. That's how that's how it's gonna be. I mean, uh, 
I know there might be some people say, well, maybe we need to just do it like do an aggregate like the English Premier League, but that'll never happen. Right. Well, like I said, I think it, it needs to be because it's the same. But the, the, just of the matter, it's always the same teams. Always. Always, 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 always. Let's see here. Playoffs pass game. Oh, let's see here. I'm just, just looking this up right here. Um, 2015. What well, was it? The 2014 season or two? It was 2015, right? 14 was the first year. Okay. That was when it oh, was right. yeah. Alabama, Alabama, Ohio right. State, Florida State, and Oregon. Right. And then you're right. Michigan State got zeroed. 38 to 0, Alabama beat them. That's right. So I, I was looking at And then at the, the following year, Ohio State got zeroed. By Cle- and that's Clemson. When, and that's when yeah. the Big Ten got left out for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then Clemson got beat by Alabama 24 to 6. No, but that, yeah, you're right. So I think it should be an extended playoff. But enough of that. We'll take a quick commercial break, get to the NFL pickup, and wrap the show up. Thanks to Travis Pant for calling in. Yeah. Uh, that was that, and Jordan and Jared watching in, and, and you, like you said, was Jared a Buckeyes fan or is he a Michigan fan? I think he is a Buckeye fan now because he got to meet Mike Weber. Oh, okay, but also the Buckeyes win you money too, right? Yeah, when Michigan doesn't, I mean, that makes sense. You always want to be involved with the winner. Anyway, we'll take a quick commercial break. You listen to eighty-eight point three WGTs after further review. When we return, we have our NFL pickup week seventeen. And I'll try to make the executive decision like Travis Pant. Maybe we might do Wild Card Weekend. Maybe we'll see. We'll see the mat what the matchups are on Wild Card Weekend. All right. All right. We'll take a quick commercial break. You make sure you always listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud at WXUT. I for the review with the picture of Frank Baxter and the horse's head. Last segment coming up: the NFL Pick'em next on eighty-eight point three WXT's after further review.